What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today we have a commitment to talk about Pitt men's basketball and Jeff Capel land Fede Federico from Juco ranks here in Oklahoma. And that is going to be an interesting discussion to have. What is the overall feeling around him? And now Capel is officially just about batting perfect on big-time targets. Could we be seeing more commitments coming? And how does Federico really impact this game? What's his role going to be? We're going to talk about that all here today on the Locked on Pit podcast. Our Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. If you are watching this, we'll make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on notification bell, do all that good stuff. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review and do all of those great things. Now, folks, Pit men's basketball, we have seen a lot of movement on this front in recent days. It has been somewhat surprising to me to see all of these guys commit more and more and more and more. We are seeing guys Coming into Pitt, we have gotten two commitments this week, and it feels like a lot of visits are coming in. So the men's basketball side of things have has been really, really active for Pitt, and I think it's really actually quite fun to watch Pitt do what they're doing. And when you look at Pitt overall, and you look at the composition they're coming through with, with these visits, like you can see a legitimate team coming together. Now, I'm not going to say it's anything crazy, but it is nice to see. There's a real comprehensive coaching plan that you can really get behind with this team to me. And so that is a big thing here. But today, the commitment of the day is Fede Federico uh, from the Juco ranks, if you will, a former West Virginia commit. And Juco is always a very interesting water to wade into. I am a guy that doesn't love to wade into the Juco waters. Not that there isn't good players that come from Juco. Certainly are. But it's harder to evaluate a guy playing at Northern Oklahoma College than it is in, say, you know, a lower level of Division One. Uh, or another Power 5 player, certainly at that. So it's a little tougher to get a grasp on all of these guys. And so, you know, you saw it with Chris Payton last year. You see some Juco guys really come up and play really well. And so it's all about, for me, at the Juco level, you either have to have one really good athletic traits that I can bet on with you, that was Chris Payton last year. Just really didn't work out is what it is. But he had that athletic upside that, that you looked for, and that was kind of what Chris Payton was all about was athletic upside. And then you have the other where, okay, there are discernible basketball traits that I want from you, depending on how much eligibility you have left and depending on all of this. But more importantly, what are the discernible skills that I know are going to 
you know, go to the next level. So if you play with physicality, that's not a great tool to have translate because you're going to be, a, if you're the bully down there, maybe you can match it up top. It all depends on your frame and all of that. But the physicality at the next level is obviously going to be worse. It's going to be more taxing. It's going to be harder to deal with than you had at Juco Ball. And so a guy like Fede Federico is a, a guy that is really thin, um, six foot 11, and a guy that probably needs to get in a weight training program. And this is the one big thing you look at right away. You see, even at the Juco level, doesn't even play with overwhelming physicality. I think the physicality part of this down low is going to be something to really look at and think about because this one's not going to be easy to deal with in the ACC. It's never easy to deal with the leap in physicality. So he's going to have to bulk up 10, 15 pounds, and that's going to have to be the big thing. He doesn't naturally play a super physical style of basketball. Doesn't mean he doesn't have physical traits or whatever, because if I say he doesn't play physical, you're going to say, oh, he's a terrible rebounder. He doesn't do all this. He doesn't, you know, have post moves. He doesn't do all that. Well, that doesn't necessarily ring true. You know, you can have different traits. And I think it does here for Fede Federico in the fact that he doesn't win through his physicality. And he doesn't win rebounds through his physicality. Now, he has tons of grit and to go after all of those rebounds. And, and he has a hot motor. And he has a really nice feel just for, like, the innate bounces of the ball. I, I don't know what you call that, but Justin Champagne had this too, where it felt like the ball was magnetically attracted to his hands. And Federico has this trait where it just feels like he has an innate sense of where that ball is going to go, the innate sense of angles, an innate sense of just kind of understanding how to rebound the basketball at a really high level. And he doesn't have to do it at a level where, you need that physicality. So it's kind of cool. And that's translatable. That feel is really translatable. So I think that is pretty exciting in that regard. But you also look at someone like, say, Federico, and you just see the athleticism. And this is what is really fun about Fede Federico. The athleticism is just striking. He's got great feet, very light feet at 6'11". He moves super well for his size. A really explosive athlete for his size, too. I mean, the guy can really get up, and that's been the thing. He can run the floor. He's a rim runner from court, from coast to coast. A guy that's athletic enough to chase down blocks. Like He's very athletic, very quick, very explosive, very good feet. The athleticism he has is what you were betting on. And his athletic traits at this stage of the game. And and this is what makes, I think, Fede Federico really kind of intriguing is this athleticism. Because you're not going to get recruits with this type of athleticism that are out there anymore. You're just going guys, to get guys that are raw with little upside. He's, he's raw, but he has a ton of upside. And... That's the big thing here is I think as an athlete, he is phenomenal. And I think that is where this, this upside comes in. Three years of eligibility. Well, you teach this guy anything else. 
he gets a jump shot. He gets a legitimate feel of post moves. He becomes a guy that can play with his back to the rim. I mean, we are talking about a player at that point. That could be something very, very special. We're not just talking about a good player anymore. We're talking about a serious player here at that point. And so I always think of of guys like Fede Federico as, yeah, kind of a lottery ticket, but, I mean, easy bet for what he does, an easy bet. You just don't find guys with this athleticism at this size, at the five. You do not. You do not find rim runners like this very often. And that's what makes him such an intriguing player for Pitt is because he has this athleticism. Now, again, we talked about the frame. He's going to have to work with that. He's going to have to play with a little bit more physicality. And I think that's something that, you know, is going to have to happen. And not that he needs to, you know, play bully ball. He just needs to be able to withstand others kind of bullying him. And he needs to be able to be like, okay, I can respond back with a little punch of my own. Right now, I just don't think he has that oomph down low to really play with the, down the block. So he's not got that, you know, grown man strength like a John Hughley does. He's kind of going to have to work in a similar role to a Noah Collier or a um, Mogi. Mogi, you know, not a super strong guy either. Not going to play with his back to the rim. He's a cutter. He's a guy that's not going to bang down low. I don't think Federico is going to bang down low either. I think that's a John Hughley thing. So that that's something to watch here when you talk about fit and what he can do. Now, I still have a few other comments I want to talk about Federico and his game overall and what he can bring to the table. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar because, folks, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And they have the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are called the Built Bar Puffs, and they're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. Also covered in 100% real chocolate. And puffs come in so many different flavors. Cinnamon and Z churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. These could be your new favorite right now. But here's the thing about Built Bar overall. You get the taste of the candy bar, but you get all the health benefits of a protein bar. It's low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. You compare that to a candy bar. It knocks it out of the water. And so all you have to do to get this right now is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we are continuing to talk through the commitment of Fede Federico, the Juco big man forward slash center coming in here. And I think this is one of the things we have to touch on is like, okay, where's he going to play and what's his role? Uh, and I, I think to kind of highlight that we, we got to talk a little bit more about his skill set still. And we kind of touched on it with the athleticism, but he has a, a pretty good innate feel for the game. Good feet. A really good athleticism. He's a rim protector. And this is something that I think is really fun to look at. And, and, and you know, what I think Pitt needed in, in a certain rim protector was that they really needed a dude that could be a defender that could really use his athleticism to make guys think twice. With Mo, no Mogi, you needed that. And so, you know, you absolutely have to make sure that you had rim protection on the team because it was just something they didn't really have. And without a rim protector, 
I mean, man, without any post defense like that, you're going to get eaten down low and you're going to allow teams to really just attack the paint at will. And when Mogi was out of the game last year, you saw that they need a real rim protector and he can be it. Ideally, they honestly get two. So they probably should get another rim protector because there's not another one on the roster right now. Obviously, there's only two big men. And John Hughley's not really a rim protector at this point. Um, so, you know, looking at what you have in Fede Federico, you have a rim protector now in him, which I, I think is is really good to have. And that's very key on the defensive end, almost average two blocks per game uh, down in the Juco level. And so he's a quality guy that can give you that. I also think he's a really fundamentally sound center in the pick and roll game. Now he's comfortable working on the perimeter because he is so athletic. So naturally you get a guy that wants to work out there, doesn't have a great jumper, but a guy that can work out there and really get in the pick and roll game when he is cutting and coming downhill, it's tough to stop him because he is so athletic and he's so explosive. He's able to work on those in lobs, you know, lob it into him and let him finish it. Let him finish at the rim. Great finisher at the rack. You're going to get a guy that can do that. You're, you're not going to get a guy that is going to be a great free throw shooter. And he probably won't be. Again, he's he's not the type of big to me that's going to draw a lot of fouls either because he's just not playing with that physicality. He's just not playing down low. He's not banging around to do that. So he doesn't strike me as a guy that's really going to come in and cause a lot of fouls anyways, but not a great free throw shooter, not a great three-point shooter, not a great jump shot. That's not really his game. He's a four or a five, more than likely a five. And and I think this is kind of the whole point. A rim-protecting five with a ton of athletic upside on the offensive and defensive end, a guy that can rebound, though, and more importantly, a guy that can set a screen properly and a guy that can really work in that pick-and-roll game because I think that has always been something that they really wanted to work a little bit more out of. And they you saw it during stretches last year when they got their pick-and-roll game working. Pitt was really effective at it. And it helped out a lot, and they lost that with Noah Collier transferring. And I think directly, when you look at Federico, the per, the I guess the replacement he's the person who he's replacing is Noah Collier. Like that's who he's replacing. You get the athletic upside. Noah Collier had that. You get the screen game that Noah Collier had, and you essentially get a bigger version of Noah Collier, which isn't bad, and with arguably more upside. To be quite honest with you. So you get a guy with a ton more upside. You get a guy with a lot more actual snaz and sauce to that. And so you get a guy that could be a lottery ticket in that regard. And so that's not a bad take. And so you get a high upside guy who can play the four or the five, can back up John Hughley, can play alongside John Hughley if you're starting four or starting five needs to come out whoever that might be, whether that is Hughley or, you know, whoever it might be, whether it's a Kuka Kook, um, like that is the most important thing is that you have a now depth guy, I think, to fit in here. And so I would look at him as not a super contributor this year because I, I think this is important to understand in that, you look at, say, Federico as a 20 minutes per game guy. No, he's not going to be that. But he can give you like eight, 10 minutes maybe a game if you need him to. A guy that can maybe do that and in quality do and be quality doing that. I don't, again, I don't think this is going to ever be a guy this year 
that is really going to shock you all. And maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he grows real quick and, you know, he shocks us all in terms of what he can do. But that's not the type of player that I see in Fede Federico. I see a nice player that has upside right now, though, a little raw. He's getting that weight training program. And a guy that has discernible skills, again, the pick and roll game, the rim protection, rebounding, like you can use that stuff off the bench and you can use his grittiness and you can use that, you know, the motor he has is very, very nice. And so I like that you can use all that stuff, right? Like that is important. But here's the thing. When I generally kind of come together and talk about Fede Federico as a player, I always think about him as a guy that is not going to blow your socks off this year, but he's that lottery ticket you cash for, for next year and the year after. And so it's an, it's an easy take because Federico could be something special in a year. And this year, if he becomes quality depth and he grows over the year and becomes better than you ever thought he would, it's a win. So I like the take of Federico. He could be that 12th or that 13th man and could end up not playing at all. We could see that happening. But right now, he's going to be that Noah Collier replacement. I tend to think this is an upgrade over Noah Collier. And so I think that they're actually improving upon what they have right now. And that's what I do want to get across, is that I think he's honestly a little bit better than Collier was. Because he's going to have that same role. He's not going to be a guy that's going to make a ton of shots. Probably not going to put up a lot of points. But he's athletic. He's got a ton of upside. And if he can grow and they can coach him up, Federico can really become something, I think, in this ACC, in this school. I think he could become something this year. Don't expect the heavens. Do not expect him to move the mountains and the heavens. It's a lottery ticket for the future. And this year he is playing a reserve role as a backup five. A four-five push that can play either spot and give you maybe 10 minutes off the bench. This is the type of guy we're talking about. We're not talking about a major contributor here, but we're talking about a guy with major upside. And I don't feel like Pitts had enough of those guys throughout the Capel tenure on this roster. And that I like about Fede Federico coming in. But okay, what does this mean for the rest of the recruits that Pitt might be bringing in. We'll talk about that. First, let me let you know about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Hit the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. podcast as we are continuing to talk here a little bit about the peripherals about this entire team and what they have and what they bring to the overall squad and and you look at what could happen with this team and what they could potentially do with some of the guys visiting the Diaz twins Uh, we talked about those guys I really hope they land these guys the high upside type of players And 
I, I just look at, at those two guys and they feel like, you know, guys that come out of kind of nowhere. And that is really fun to me because I always want those underrated gems. You kind of got that with the champagnes. And, and that this is the type of guy in Guillermo Diaz, Graham, who has been a little bit more kind of, okay, he's there, he's flashed more, but Jorge has been completely under the radar. And he, both these guys have turned into kind of three-point snipers, and they're seven foot six eleven. Intriguing players at that. Michi Johnson is another intriguing player. Pitts kind of – so here's what – you get Michi Johnson, the Diaz-Graham twins, Fede Federico, Blake Henson, Nelly Cummings, and then, okay, who else is it? Is it gonna be gonna be a kook a kook? Like that's gonna be a question. Is are they gonna land him? Because if they land a kook, then you have very high upside. But all the guys are upside, right? Some more polished than the others. You know, like a an a kook a kook is way more polished than the rest, but still has more upside. Michi Johnson has just never been able to put it together. But the upside, <laughs> Blake Henson hasn't played in two years. But the upside, we are talking about upside, upside, upside. Diaz, Graham, you know, twins were thought to maybe play in Spain pro ball, but they actually are going to end up playing college. Upside. The upside, 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 upside is all here. So say you land all these guys, and it's very possible. You know, I think it is legitimately possible. I don't think we're talking about pipe dreams here. I think that. All these guys are very possible to, to land with Pitt. I think a kook might be a little bit less likely than the rest of them. But the Michi Johnson connection, we've talked about that. The John Hughley, the Chet Mason connection is deep. They're really not going up against anyone that's crazy against for these Diaz Graham twins, you know, because UMass is their biggest competition. You feel like Pitt should be able to win that one, should be able to offer them a little more. I don't know. Pitt is looking strong, I think, for most of these guys. And that's important. And you see the cohesive offseason plan. And I think that's the most important thing. And so you see a team that could maybe be a little something. But here's the biggest thing that I still am worried about. And I keep coming back to it. I look at all of the targets. And even though I like Michi Johnson, even though I like Akut, even though I like Fede Federico, even though I like the Diaz Graham twins, like I like all these guys. But there's two freshmen you're betting on. Yes, they know how to shoot the three. But this is the issue. There's no proven, you know, sharpshooter on this team yet. They have yet to replace Ithiel Horton. And they have to replace Ithiel Horton. Now you can say, okay, they're going to replace him with Nelly Cummings and Michi Johnson. Okay, there's your Femio DeCali. And there's your Ithiel Horton, but there is no sharpshooting guy. It, it can be a wing. It can be a guard. It can be whatever. Are the Diaz-Graham twins really going to come in and be ready to do that year one? It's possible. I'm not going to say it's impossible. But are we really putting that much pressure on freshmen that aren't, you know, super highly thought of in the consensus word? Michi Johnson, is he going to find the consistent three? He has great range, but it's inconsistent. Is Nelly Cummings going to continue to produce at that high level? Is Nike Sabandi going to shoot at a 42% clip? Is a Kukukuk going to shoot at a high level like he does? 
you know, all the time? Or was the small sample size, you know, kind of a flash in the pan? Like, who is the sharpshooter on this team? And that's the one issue I look at. Even if they land all of these guys, where is the shooting? You have shooters. Yes, you have guys that can shoot, but you don't have the shooter. You don't have a mode where you say, that is my three-point guy. I can go to him. I need to see that guy. I need to see who that guy is. Who is that sniper? Who is the guy you will rely on? Who do you want to rely on as being that guy? They need to find that guy. There's plenty of shooters in the portal. They were in on Jason Roche. Now it seems like they're not. Just whatever. It's fine. I like Jason Roche. I would have liked him at Pitt. But okay. Go out and get a shooter. You have to do it. You need a pure shooter. It has to happen. This team needs shooting. Otherwise, teams are just going to play in the zone. They're still going to double on the block to Hughley. And you're going to see a lot of frustrating games. And you're going to cap the team's ceiling. And that's the biggest biggest thing here. And maybe, maybe you want to see the step from Nate Santos. Maybe you finally get the Will Jeffress step. I don't know. But that's not a thing I'm betting on. If I'm Jeff Capel and I look and say I land Diaz, Diaz Graham twins, I land a kook and I land Michi Johnson. I still have one scholarship left. I know what that scholarship's going to. And it's going to a sharpshooter. That's who mine would go to. I need that that shooter. We need spacing. We need gravity. That's what I would say if I was Jeff Cable. That's what this team needs still. Even if they land all those guys, they need that sharpshooter. They need that sharpshooter. Shooting, shooting, shooting will become the MO if they land those guys. You have to land a sharpshooter. It doesn't matter what happens. There are guys in college basketball right now that do nothing else but shoot the three, and they play, and they are valuable members of their team. Because shooting the three is the great equalizer of basketball. You need to be able to shoot the three. Pitt needs a sharpshooter. They need to replace what Ithia Horton brought to the table. And so while I, I like what they have laid out, I like the plan. That sharpshooter is yet to be seen. It has yet to show up on the radar. And they need to land a sharpshooter because that will really open up what they have in the arsenal. And that's the most important thing here. They need to do that even with the construction they might be personally heading towards. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. We are going to have plenty of Kenny Pickett content coming up on the show soon. Scouting reports, guys from NFL teams coming on to discuss him. We are going to have a ton of Kenny Pickett content next week for draft week to see where he could possibly end up. We will talk all about it. We will hit all the points. Everything will be sharp, folks, and we will make sure we have Kenny Pickett covered 100% here on the Lockdown Pit Podcast. As always, though, folks, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.